Hello and welcome to Career Center. I'm Kimberly White, Executive Director of the Community Career Center, a resource center located in Naperville. Career Center will feature experts sharing career advice, tips, and trends as it relates to job search. Joining me today are two professionals who have specialized in the art of public speaking, Rebecca Malotki-Meslin and Mike Russo. Thank you both so much for joining me. Thanks Thank you for, for having us. us. So before we get started, I want um, for you to share with our audience um, a little bit about yourself, your background, and um, your connection with the CCC. I know it's volunteer, so. Rebecca, we'll start with you. Thank you. I am the Director of Enrollment and Financial Aid at the Avery Coonley School. We're a preschool through eighth grade independent school for gifted and talented children in Downers Grove. And I've been there for about five years, but I've been working in admissions and enrollment for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. And I love working in schools, getting to be around kids uh, while getting to work with the grown-ups on a daily basis is wonderful. And my connection with Community Career Center and with, with you, Kim, is that I also serve as the chair of the Women in Business Committee mm -hmm. as part of the Naperville Area Chamber of Commerce. And every year our committee gets to select a nonprofit of choice mm -hmm. um, that we kind of adopt for the year. Mm -hmm. And Community Career Center was our nonprofit. So right. we've been working together all year and it's been a wonderful connection so that some of the women mm -hmm. in our community who are already working in businesses mm -hmm. can lend their volunteer hours and spend some time with your clients. Yeah, very good. And you have been doing that. You've been doing workshops yes. on public speaking and they've been well received. And yeah, and it's been a great, great experience. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. And what about you, Mike? What about yourself? So I was a learning and development professional. I worked for the city of Naperville as a city trainer mm -hmm. for five years. And then after that, I worked for Comcast as a leadership instructor. So as I like to say, I corrupted leaders' minds all <laughs> over the country. Uh, I currently work, work for, I volunteer at the Community Career Center mm -hmm. and uh, travel a lot when mm -hmm. I'm not doing that. Yeah, very good. Well, thank you both so much for doing this and as well as your volunteer efforts at the Community Career Center. So public speaking, I mean, the sheer, you know, when you even hear the words public speaking makes people nervous. Um, what are some tips? I want to talk about some tips, some traits, some things we could we could we could share with our audience about uh, how to get over that fear, that nervousness of, of public speaking. Who wants to tackle sure. that? Sure. So, know your material is number one. Uh, people think that public speaking is this elite club, and when you get into it, it's it's exclusive, and, and people admire you. And what they don't realize, what people don't realize, is they can be in that club too. It's just a matter of learning some of the techniques and then practice, practice, practice. Mm -hmm. So knowing the content, Absolutely. knowing that is very important. Do you want to expound on that a little bit? Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think that um, along with that, this idea of a growth mindset, so a lot of people see other people who are doing really wonderful public speaking and they think, I'm, I'm not like that, I don't know that I can get there. They feel like it's a fixed quality in them that they'll never be a good public speaker mm -hmm. and so they don't necessarily try and they kind of put up that wall. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I really want to instill in others is that this is like so many other things, a learned quality. This mm -hmm. is a learned skill and that it does take a lot of practice mm -hmm. but you have to first believe that you can do it mm -hmm. and evaluate yourself on a regular basis. I think um, like many executives, right, who have coaches, I always point this out to people, uh, even the, the people who you think are at the top of their game mm -hmm. are getting coached by someone, right? Absolutely. Same thing with public speakers. And so 
those of us who look like we're, you know, what we're doing mm -hmm. are practicing and refining and practicing and, and asking for lots of feedback. Mm -hmm. And I would say that's probably one of the harder things to do is ask for feedback, for feedback. Yeah. because you know it's going to be honest. Yeah. And that's sometimes well, hard. Well, if you, you want honest feedback, right. right? That's the only way to really get better at it. Yes, something. absolutely. Yeah. So um, when you when you uh, say practice, what, 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 what are you doing to practice? Are you like in front of a mirror? Are you doing it in front of your, your, your spouse? your kids? How are you practicing? I think it, for me, it really depends on your, your level that you're starting at, right? Mm -hmm. If you are scared out of your mind to get up in front of any group of people and speak, you're probably not going to start there. Mm -hmm. um, you might want to start recording yourself, right? Mm -hmm. We have this wonderful technology now that yeah. pretty much every phone can record, mm -hmm. right, in a way that we didn't have 10 or 15 years ago even. Mm -hmm. So recording yourself and watching yourself first, mm -hmm. I think you'll start to already make some adjustments and maybe refine before maybe you get up in front of a few people or a group of people mm -hmm. to truly quote unquote practice, mm -hmm. right? right. Uh, and that could be your family, it could be friends. Colleagues. Colleagues, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of chuckling because earlier we spoke about when I first started uh, speaking publicly and practicing for a presentation, I was doing it in front of a mirror and then in front of my six-year-old daughter. She mm. said, that's very nice, Daddy. <laughs> she didn't know what I was saying, but it was a person. Mm -hmm. And then to videotape myself and to watch that back because mm -hmm. the camera doesn't lie, does it? Mm -hmm. That's the best feedback you can get. Mm -hmm. Wow, look, I, I keep licking my lips or, oh, my hand keeps moving or I'm wringing my hands or rocking back and forth. All of mm -hmm. these little idiosyncrasies that we don't realize we're doing are picked up mm -hmm. by a video camera. Mm -hmm. What about another thing that I've I've heard is when you're in front of folks, you want to be able to, well, one, you need to know your audience, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. How, how important is that? Absolutely. Share a little bit about that. So I have seen speakers present the most beautiful, eloquent speech, and they've completely missed the mark because they haven't researched their audience and what mm -hmm. their audience is looking for. They can speak above their heads. They could speak about information that these people have known for years. It's really important to mm -hmm. just get some feedback, understand who you're speaking to mm -hmm. before so you. So ahead of time, try to yeah. find Absolutely. that information out. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was, when we were talking earlier, I was commenting that um, I have a tendency to talk with my hands a lot. Mm -hmm. When I'm presenting to kids, that's great, right? Mm -hmm. They love the animated, jumping mm -hmm. around on a stage, right. engaging them. I have to engage them in right. that. When I'm presenting to my board of trustees, that's, totally different. that's not what yeah. I'm doing, right? Um, but I think a lot of people do miss that mark mm -hmm. or they haven't quite done their research. And mm -hmm. I think if you're presenting somewhere, like for me at my first board of trustees meeting ever, I made sure I asked lots of people how this was going to go. Right. Who, who, who directly am I speaking to at that mm -hmm. meeting? Am I speaking to everybody? Is it just the board chair? Um, so that I had a really clear understanding of what information I needed to have ready to go in my head, and also mm -hmm. what information I needed to have handy to reference. Mm -hmm. And that's another piece of that preparation, sure. I think, yeah. too. You, you just said something about using your hands, mm -hmm. and I know a lot of people do that, and I'm guilty of that as well. What, do you, what are some things that you do to kind of keep you from doing that? Because it's so hard to just not. Well, mine are taped under the table. There right you now. go. I, that's what I, I need to do. I do tend to talk with my hands also. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, for women, most times we don't have, we don't have pockets. pockets. 
So I actually try to wear pants if I'm presenting, if I feel like I need to mm -hmm. quiet my body, mm -hmm. right? That's what we call it when we're talking to children, quiet yeah. your body. Yeah. Um, so I will wear <laughs> I will wear pants so that I know I can put my hands in my, mm -hmm. in my pants pockets mm -hmm. and that kind of quiets my body a little mm -hmm. bit as opposed to bringing them. Um, but I've also gotten comfortable putting my hands behind my back. Okay. If I feel like I'm getting a little too animated, I can, I, so I've, I've but that's part of the practicing, yeah. right? Is practicing some of those things that might have felt a little awkward at first, but mm -hmm. now once you do it a few times, you realize that's a, a mm -hmm. another technique. Mm -hmm. What about you? Well, you use the term guilty. Mm. I don't. I don't see it as guilty, Kim. I see it as a benefit. Body language is a big part of your yeah. presentation, mm -hmm. and you can use your hands as long as you don't use them too much, you can right. use your hands to help accentuate a point. Yeah. You may be bringing something up here. Yeah. And all of a sudden you see all the eyes go up here. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It's just if it's constant, like, I think it's kind of it, distracting. It's Sometimes distraction. it can be a distraction. Yeah. It's a distraction. I think with anything, whether that's your clothing or your hand gestures, if it's taking the audience's attention away from what you're trying to communicate, mm -hmm. then it's too much. Sure. Mm -hmm. And that those are fine lines, but right. I think it's something to focus on. All right. What about tone? Mm. Mm. <laughs> tone. Yeah. Go right ahead. Tone is so important. Oftentimes, one could be monotone mm -hmm. and lose your audience. Or you can start to sound like a laughing dolphin mm. with your tone. And that can distract people, too. So it's really important to monitor your tone, recognize how you sound by video taping yourself in advance. Mm -hmm. uh, I know a lot of people also speed up when they mm -hmm. get nervous mm -hmm. and their voice starts to climb. And interestingly, I once read that Oprah Winfrey took uh, voice lessons to lower her tone mm. because if you have a lower tone, you actually come across as more authoritative. Really? Yeah, I That's actually heard that. Jim, That's true, that? I'm mixing it out. What about you? I would say I was going to mention the speed issue because yeah. for me still, I am a very fast talker mm -hmm. on a daily basis, just mm -hmm. in my normal everyday life. And um, in, in conversation, it's easy. The first conversation you and I had in your mm -hmm. office lasted like mm -hmm. two hours, I yeah. think. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And we talked at a very rapid pace because yeah. I knew that you were receiving the information as fast as I was uh -huh. giving it. Uh -huh. With a broad audience, you don't know how right. quickly or slowly they're right. processing that right. information. Mm -hmm. right. Now, I will say some people talk extremely slow as well. Mm -hmm. And during my presentation at Community Career Center, I mentioned that I'm a fast processor auditorily. Mm -hmm. So when people talk Talks like well. this, <laughs> he's lost to me. I, yeah. I, I, can't, I can't focus in those circumstances. Yeah. So again, I think gauging that speed and finding mm -hmm. that sweet spot takes mm -hmm. a lot of practice. And yeah. it's something that I still have to work at. Yeah. What about um, using um, humor or telling stories when you're presenting you both? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I love it. I love incorporating it. And I guess it would depend on the the subject matter as well. It does. Yeah. It does. And you have to know what type of humor. Mm -hmm. It can't be low humor. Mm -hmm. it can't be locker room talk. Mm -hmm. It's got to be appropriate, appropriate. for the audience, mm -hmm. whatever that means. So absolutely incorporate it. It, it, it ties into storytelling. Mm -hmm. If you can tell a story while you're speaking publicly, and if people can see themselves in your story, mm -hmm. then you, you have your audience mm -hmm. and your message is, is received. I, I completely agree. I think one of the things that I love to do is use anecdotes about myself 
um, I try to humanize, right, and get let the audience, I'm trying to build a relationship with my audience. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a group of people that I've ever met before, I want them to know a little bit more about me mm -hmm. so that they can feel like we're, we're building that trust mm -hmm. so that as we're communicating, right, they have a little more background information about me. Mm -hmm. And I use little anecdotes throughout that just personalize uh, certain experiences mm -hmm. and that storytelling. Mm -hmm. And that ties into connecting to your audience. Mm -hmm. And if your audience, you make that connection, it's much easier to make your point and have it stick. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, what about, um, you know, reading from an outline? <laughs> no, you should know your material so well. That you should. And I, I advise people to start with it written out completely, then move to an outline, and then get to a point where you're speaking off of one word mm -hmm. each. In each one. That way you really know your material. Mm -hmm. If you have a PowerPoint, you can have one word up there versus the PowerPoints that have the Bible up there. Yeah. Yep. And you know the material so well, you don't have to be looking at it. So you those. really should get to that point. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I've seen some really good speakers get caught up in their own PowerPoint presentations <laughs> or their own notes. Mm -hmm. When I'm, I'm thinking, I know you know this information mm -hmm. and you know it like the back of your hand, but that's actually what's tripping you up, not mm -hmm. the public. Not yeah. the public. Yeah. Yes, and, it's, and they're looking to those notes when they really know the material. Right. So it, again, that's the, the really heavy practice piece yeah. if, it's not, if it's something new, especially that you're presenting. Absolutely, and there's always that time where you can walk into some place and the, the computer isn't working and now what? You're right. stuck, right? Mm -hmm. So, all right, we are going to come right back to continue our discussion on effective public speaking skills. We'll be right back after these important public service announcements. Welcome back to Career Center. I'm Kimberly White, and we are continuing our discussion on effective public speaking with Rebecca and Mike. Thank you both for staying with me. Thanks. Thank you. All right, so I know we were just talking about some different tips and things that uh, we, you all were sharing with our listeners. Um, what about um, using audio, visual, um, like pub, uh, PowerPoint uh, with public speaking? What are your thoughts on that? And how to best use it, how to be effective? One thing I've noticed, uh, people who aren't polished and professional in public speaking, they tend to rely too heavily on their PowerPoints and they think they have to make them dance because there are so many different uh, feeds mm -hmm. in, out. They think if my PowerPoint dances, then I'm golden. And Such my thinking is really to keep it simple. Mm -hmm. It's there to support you, mm -hmm. not to be your crutch. Yeah. It really just should be your note card or your note word yeah. that you speak from. Yeah, I liked it, what you said earlier, just one word up there. I, I completely agree. I think one of the things I've also noticed is people having about 50 slides, oh, right, for yes. a, for what should be, shouldn't have more than 20 slides for, for an hour presentation mm -hmm. even. Um, and the visual piece, I think having too much going on, too busy mm -hmm. is not helpful. But I do think that having visual representations helps with what we refer to as neurodiversity. So mm -hmm. a, an audience of people who might like to read information, might, some might prefer to have a visual, mm -hmm. right? A picture, a photograph, a, a graphic, and that helps them remember what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, talking about humor and introducing humor, I think comics are a great way, mm -hmm. right? A one slide comic, quotes, those also might be something if you're integrating them into your presentation, mm -hmm. putting a quote up there. Mm -hmm. I think that also is a nice way if you need a pause as a speaker, mm -hmm. 
I don't like people reading off of slides, yeah. uh, the audience or the speakers, right. but if you put a slide up there with a quote on it, the intention is for the audience to read, to read it, it, and it gives you sure. a brief break as yeah. well, and that can be really helpful. Yeah. You just triggered something in me, Rebecca. Three types of learners, the auditory, mm -hmm. visual, and the kinesthetic. Mm -hmm. If you can incorporate all three of those, yeah. so listening, touch, or actually doing yeah. it, mm -hmm. or seeing it, that's, if you can incorporate all three of those, yeah. then you know yeah. that you're covering Everybody, all bases. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a really and good point. And that's a skill. Mm -hmm. you, you, you really have to focus mm -hmm. on incorporating yeah. that into your yeah. Um, along those same lines, having something that really catches the audience at the very beginning, some mm -hmm. sort of opening, whether that's, you know, you may end with a quote or you may open, you know, actually, what, what, what are your thoughts about opening with um, like a short minute video about the topic that you're going to be speaking on, but something that grabs their attention? I think it has to be really intentional. Okay. Um, and it's got to be really meaningful to mm -hmm. whatever it is that you're speaking about. I've seen it done well mm -hmm. and I've seen it done poorly. Okay because it's kind of, if it's a stretch, yeah. it's probably not your best go-to. Right. Uh, I've seen a lot of great speakers open with um, great examples, anecdotes, uh -huh. stories. Uh -huh. And I think, again, from that storytelling perspective, I like to hear maybe about a story about someone else uh -huh. in a very succinct, brief way, and that can set a tone uh -huh. for the rest of your presentation. So if you've got something good, I think that's a great way to uh -huh. start. But again, it has to be really thoughtful. Uh -huh. Sure. You have to capture their attention from the very beginning. It could be writing something on the board and saying, think about that. It could be a statistic, or it could be an anecdote, a story of some type, but something to capture their attention. An example, emotional intelligence class. I would say this is probably one of the most important topics that you will ever experience, uh -huh. and many of you are not yet aware of what it is. That gets people to sit up. Mm -hmm. Wow, what is this this guy's talking about that's so important that I'm not aware of? Mm -hmm. Something to capture their attention. So one of the things that we talk about in education is the idea that if you ask a question, the brain goes in search of an answer. So instantly if I say, do you know where I live, Kim? You start think. thinking in your head, like, yeah. has Rebecca told me this before? <laughs> and where, I know she lives in Naperville. We were just talking about this yeah, last yeah. night. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you say, um, I live in Naperville, your brain's not searching for an answer. That's a right. passive kind right. of experience. Right. So if you want your audience to engage pretty quickly, I think having really interesting questions mm -hmm. to start, Absolutely. I think it's a great way to do mm -hmm. that and throughout your presentation. Mm -hmm. So I want to delve a little bit into communicating in the workplace and using those public relations skills or public speaking skills in the workplace. Um, what are some tips or some ways to better communicate with your, your boss, um, your colleagues, your peers at work? some things that you would share? I think for me the first thing is understanding, um, back to the understanding your audience, mm -hmm. but understanding the best way for those people to receive information from you. Some people are gonna want emails, some people are gonna want face-to-face, -face, mm -hmm. others are gonna want phone calls. Mm -hmm. And it's not about you, mm -hmm. right? It's not about me and what I want, but if I want to effectively communicate to somebody mm -hmm. else, I need to understand how they receive information best. Right. That's where you start. Yeah. Um, and I know that- And that should be communicated ahead of time so people know, yeah, that's actually and, a very and, good point. And, and easy, that's such an easy thing. Mm -hmm. You ask your boss, would you prefer to receive emails from me, mm -hmm. phone calls, or would you rather I come and talk to mm -hmm. you face-to-face? -face? Mm -hmm. And depending on their preference, it's gonna set a tone for that kind of communication mm -hmm moving forward mm -hmm. and I think that's I think that's where all of that right mm -hmm. workplace communication should start mm -hmm. don't assume that everybody reads emails don't assume that everybody likes to get a phone call or yeah. listen to your voicemails um, those assumptions will inevitably lead to people not getting the message mm -hmm. from you 
It's a great, idea. great, great point. points. Mm -hmm. This is a great topic because I think part of the skill and the nuance in uh, communicating it is uh, knowing, again, who your audience is, how they want to receive information, who needs to be involved on things like uh, emails, who needs to be in meetings. All of this is a, a skill set to itself. How many times have you've been in a meeting or in a presentation or on a phone call and say, why am, am I, I here? here? Uh -huh. Why is that person here? Uh -huh. This is a huge topic and it's, it's a skill set. And feedback ties into that too. Talk to the people on the call. Should you have been there? How could I have done this differently? How did I sound in that, uh, uh -huh. on that conference call? Uh -huh. Feedback is key. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, nowadays with companies, you know, a lot of uh, conversations been held remotely with people in, you know, different mm -hmm. locations. Um, and we have, you know, our, I'll speak to like my kids, the, the, the younger generation who they're used to the phones and not really in person. These are all key things, right? You really need to ask, find out. Right. And with, I mean, most workplaces are pretty diverse. So mm -hmm. you're dealing with everything from mm -hmm. millennials who mm -hmm. um, prefer possibly texting mm -hmm. or write this really short form communication mm -hmm. to those of us who I still really like face-to-face -face meetings whenever mm -hmm. I can get them. Sure. I like to read body language. I mm -hmm. want to know that, have that interpersonal kind of mm -hmm. experience with families and my school whenever I can. Yeah. But I also know that that might not be a reality for people with really busy schedules. Mm -hmm. So, right, letting them know, this is my preference. Mm -hmm. I would like to meet with you face-to-face, -face, mm -hmm. um, for whether it's clients or employees. Um, but if that doesn't work for you, what is the best way for you? Mm -hmm. um, because I want, I, you know, the, like I said, it's not about me, but if there is a preference there and there's, it's purposeful, mm -hmm. I think that's important to communicate. Sure. Mm -hmm. And be aware that when we text or we're on the phone or we're emailing, we're knocking out about 93% of the communication equation, mm -hmm. which is the face-to-face, mm -hmm. -face, the body language, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. eye movements. So you have to and not with an emoji, but you have to make up for that <laughs> and know that you're communicating your thoughts accurately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, miscommunication ensues, and yeah. then you've got big problems. Yeah, and so, we're obviously gonna say we have a lot of conversations about Skype because mm -hmm. people say, well, can't we just have it be a phone call? And mm -hmm. I said, I really wanna see this person's face when we're talking about mm -hmm. these topics, mm -hmm. especially sensitive <laughs> yeah. ones. Like, I think Absolutely. it's really important for me to, yeah. I think we need to set up the Skype. Yeah. Let's just make it happen. I know it yeah. takes a few extra steps, sure. but I think it's important. Yeah. Um, when you were talking about texting, um, there's the, you know, um, the abbreviations that you would use, oh, uh -huh. right? What are your thoughts about that in the workplace? No. You spell out the words, like not IDK for I don't know. No. I, no. I, it's totally unprofessional. Yeah. And even, I've even gotten a little annoyed with um, people who send emails but don't address the emails. Because mm. you know that they're, they're uh -huh. trying to abbreviate because they're probably emailing you from their phone. Right. But instead of saying Kim, yeah. comma, mm -hmm. return. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. just these kind of quick responses. And again, yeah. it is your audience and, and how familiar you might be with that person. Right. But I always think about how quickly those things get forwarded on, mm -hmm. passed along, and it is a reflection of your professionalism. And mm -hmm. I think it's something that we all need to pay a little more attention to mm -hmm. and just take that extra few seconds. Yeah. Because that's all it really is. That's sure. all it is. Yeah. And it's tricky because you are dealing with multiple generations in the workplace. Mm -hmm. If you walk up to a millennial in their cube, they say, Am I being fired? Mm -hmm. Because they're not used to the face-to-face, -face, for mm -hmm. instance. And I'm generalizing yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, to be aware of that. Even if you, in your generation, in your background, think that this is the appropriate way to communicate, you still have to understand what your audience wants mm -hmm. and needs. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so next question for you. Um, what are some 
uh, methods or skills sets that people need, right, in order to be effective public speakers. So, for instance, I'm thinking of um, you have to be confident, right? That's a big piece about getting in front of people. How does one build their confidence in order to be able to to do uh, to get out in front of people and speak? Any. You have to know your subject matter. Mm -hmm. Backward that's the, that's and forward. The key, I know, know that know sounds it. obvious, yeah. Yeah. but this idea of building confidence, many people are just not confident. Mm -hmm. The best way to do that, two things. Know your subject matter and practice, practice, practice. Okay. There is nothing that takes the place of getting up in front of people time after time after time. Yeah. It gets easier and easier. As long as you have the skills, you know your material, you will develop that confidence. Mm -hmm. And again, back to that feedback point, I think a lot of people are not necessarily asking for feedback, or if they are, they're asking feedback from people who already think they're wonderful. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, you know my daughter. And I've been guilty, I'm guilty of this, right? Um, and I, and I, in my presentation, I talk about making sure that you ask a trusted colleague mm -hmm. or someone who knows Absolutely. both your, possibly Absolutely. your content mm -hmm. as well as you, right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like spouses and friends are going to tell you that you're wonderful mm -hmm. and great and mm -hmm. it's Right, so if you, if you have a friend who you yeah. know will give you honest feedback, use yeah. them. But use a colleague, possibly yeah. somebody outside of your organization. I do this mm -hmm. with colleagues at other independent schools, mm -hmm. and we will Skype. Yeah. Um, I've done this several times, and practice our presentations, and I will ask for honest feedback. It, it will hurt, yeah. but I know that is the only path to growth. Yeah. Absolutely. And if you Important. only present to people who tell you you're wonderful, yeah. you'll, you'll, never, you'll yeah. never grow and get better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So on the flip side, what if you have to speak impromptu on a subject? Mm that you may not know much about, or you've not um, done your research because it's kind of an impromptu, hey, tell me about this. Um, how do you That's really handle tricky. That? that is a tricky one. I feel like one of the things that I, so this is where I find the fine line. I, I rarely enjoy hearing I don't know from mm -hmm. someone, but there's a way to say I don't know without saying I don't know, right? <laughs> so there's a way to say that. Tell me that. That's a great question. Yeah. I, I need to do a little more research on that, or I, I know I have that information. Let me pull it together for mm -hmm. you. Um, in the meantime, what I can tell you, and you can pivot a little bit, mm -hmm. but I think whenever you say, I don't know, it looks as though um, you will never know that information, yeah. that you've never known that information, right. right? It feels like a void, right? as opposed to, let me get that for you. Right. I'm working on that. It feels yeah. like there's a plan of action. Okay. You know what? We are out of time, and that I cannot believe it because we could talk like another hour sure. about this subject. Um, I want to thank you both for joining me so much on the show today. I our appreciate pleasure. it. Yeah, that's um, again, on this, thank you for joining me on this month's edition of Career Center. And to our television audience, if you are in job transition or looking for career advice, visit the Community Career Center at 1815 West Dill Road, Suite 900 in Naperville or search us on the web at communitycareercenter.org. Thank you so much for watching.